Well, hey, good morning, everybody. Sitting here uh, talking about uh, what time Slovenia. is it? It is 8 a.m. 8 a.m. here in. Uh, well, it's, it's in 8 a.m. here, but let's see. 1700 all the way over there. So that they're, they're, in, they're ending their day. So, wow, that's so yep. cool. That's so cool. Again, one of my favorite countries. Love to love to see him in. So, good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning. I was just, uh, I've been uh, chatting with some of the guys here that have been popping in. So, from a little all over the place. Right we, got, on. we got we got Uni on with us. She's probably checking in on her husband. Anybody here know me? Any anybody? Any anybody? No. Yeah, it's his wife. <laughs> yeah, she sometimes she she's harassing you. Her- yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, so, she's, uh, she's you know, harassing me for my mini. Is she really? Yeah, she's still trying to take it from me. Yeah, it's uh, I don't blame her. I'm still trying to take it from you. So, well, hey, today we've got something that's really, really, really um, special, and it's it it just it goes to prove to you that um, you never you know whether how big of an expert you think you are, there's always somebody that's going to say somebody something that can really add to your life, and and this is the case today. Is that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce our students. They're gonna you guys come come on come on over here real quick. Come here, everybody, stand behind me real quick. So we're gonna I'm gonna hold this up. Come on over here. Come on, all the way behind me, right behind the chair. I'm gonna hold. Whoops, it's stuck. It's stuck. All right. So I'm gonna take and hold on. We're gonna start right there at the end. Okay, where'd she go? Where'd she? There you go. Oh man, Angela from Tacoma. Yep. And then right next to her, Benjamin from Michigan. Now Benjamin, this topic today. He 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 said something on Monday. Did I, guys? Did I whip my head? Yeah. And so <clears throat> Benjamin's. Uh, this is his his claim today. I love it. So we'll get into that here in a second. Next, uh, Alex Lovato from Liverpool, Kansas. There you go. Next, Carlos Garcia from uh, Corona, California. There you go. Uh, uh, Sergio Nunez from Real, California. There you go. Right next door to where I grew up. All right, guys. Well, thank you. I love introducing our. So we're having a five day this week. Pretty credible, uh, but. It's. Uh, I'm really excited about this topic, and it's something that I, I had a version of this laid out, but the way that Benjamin said it was just. I told I told Chris, I was like, man, I I'm I'm pissed. I'm gonna go after something that he said, and so thank you. But sometimes we get so, and, and where this comes from, one success tool. This is what I called it, and Benjamin. Benjamin hasn't used it. I took said, blend it with mine, but a lot of it comes from what he said. Is it really, it weighted my heart. And it weighted my heart because I'm guilty of a lot of this still to today. It's something I've got to, your mental strength is you can have the biggest muscles in the world. You could be the biggest power lifter. You could be the biggest bodybuilder. You could be a giant among giants. And you're a very weak person if you don't control your mental strength. And I think that the capacity is we only we only have so much room. You know, the human this this big huge head that I've got, right? Size eight head, is that the average it's only human, size eight? Only, only a size eight. Is that <laughs> that's why they thought Chris? Did you, did you know this? They thought I was going to be my grandpa. My great grandpa was seven foot. He's a big man, seven foot tall. So when I was born, they thought I was going to fall after him because my head was so big, and I just never grew into it, you know, just never grew into it. And so I got great-grandpa's head and, you know, my dad's shortness. And um, But, you know, he was a really small percentage of our brain power. We really do. Some people can kick in an extra 1%. And we see those people. Uh, just just some of them are what, 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 I, what I was, you know, what you were. We were special needs kids. Uh, they called it special education when I was a kid. They call it, had another name for it, a very, a very blunt, ugly name. And I had to live through that. And I dig it. I embrace it. Maybe who I was. Some of those kids I went to school with in that special needs class, in that special ed class, were actually brilliant. And they learned. And I think that's some of my capabilities of, of my skill sets that I've got comes from being in that special ed class for a short time 
because some of those kids were in their entire lives. I wasn't. I, I, I should have been in a lot earlier, you know, and they just kept passing the buck. But my point to this is, I love how you said it, Benjamin, is that I don't allow, I've got, I, I'm careful with what, you know, I bring in. I can't handle that mental, how did you put it? Mental space. Mental space. I'm, I'm, I'm protective. I, the way I took it when you said that was, is that you're careful of what you overthink and overprocess and, and jam your brains with. And man, I am so guilty of that. And a lot of those things that I, I jam my brain up with, I have zero control over. Why am I why am I jamming myself up? Or this is a guilty one. I had somebody put a smart ass comment on a post somebody made, and I just went back. I I, I can't remember what I said, but it was was I, I poked a, a, a poked right back at him nicely. But did it bother me? No. No, I just poked back at him and I was over it. Besides, what other people say or think about us or our business or something like that, why do we even let that into our heads? Why? And the fact that you said that was such a blessing to me and will be to others. I hope there's going to be, Benjamin, there's going to be one person that we're going to hear from today. One person that you, you change the direction of their day, their week, their month, or their life. Because you brought one thing. I don't care if there's one person listening right now. Our podcast isn't done for ratings. It sounds crazy. I don't care about that. Don't look at it. Don't care about it. Is that we every week have somebody email us a message. And then when we're at events, I can't believe the comments we hear. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And Benjamin today is that you guys reach out to him and 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 give him a shout because this was his. So, hey. Um, before we jump into this, so today we're going to talk about this. It's so important. Again, you can have a business degree from Harvard. You can be MIT. You can go to any school you want. Yet, if you don't have this, and I'm going to give you some really useful input, uh, some of my some of my own personal struggles that I had and have and, and are ongoing. Um, but more so, what I see in entrepreneurs, you know, we, we have a chance. We've, we've helped launch. You know, there's been over 400 of you sitting in these seats. Um, and that's not counting all the other industries that I've been involved in and my own businesses. And so we had an opportunity to be the front seat to watch how people tank themselves. What they do to their it's I'll tell you, most, most failures are self-destruction. By the, by year ten, I'm not sure what the average is now. I haven't seen an updated. My my good friend Jim Gogan will hopefully supply it here soon. He's good at hunting down numbers. What's the failure rate right now? 2021, last year, for businesses at the five and ten year mark, it was 90 percent for general business at the ten year mark. 90 percent, nine out of ten businesses started ten years ago aren't in business today. It's a high number uh, in in the automotive sector. And passion-based businesses, which ours is, it's even higher. Um, survivability is way up. Education's up. There's all kinds of information floating around. Uh, some of it really, really good. A little bit of it not so good. That's the case everywhere. But uh, before we jump into it, hey, Chris, you want to go over a couple biz things? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, we got a, a lot going on as usual. A lot of training, you know. Um, we uh we sold out 2022 for the five-day class already um had a lot of interest in that last week actually even started uh this morning i checked the inbox and i've already got people coming out for january so uh yeah you know that keeps that keeps moving along but we've got a um a one-day class coming up in august just wanted to tell everybody about maybe you guys could help spread the word that kind of thing uh, August 13th, we've got a one-day class uh, going on at four different locations that day. Um, you know, Big Bear, Southern California, uh, San Antonio, Texas, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and Long Branch, New Jersey. And then uh, two weeks later, we've got one in Melbourne, Florida on the 27th. So couldn't quite line up all the schedules, but we're, we're hitting all the locations that month. Hey, Justin, you know, Justin. Justin Lobato handles that our Florida training center, and he's so um, successful, not busy, successful 
we had to we had to boot his training a couple weeks because his schedule's tight. How cool is that? Yep. You know, I mean, you want to talk about? I mean, I don't brag about that guy enough. I mean, you want to talk a young man that's just, dude, Justin, if you're listening, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to leave it at that. Just go check him out. If you don't know who Justin is, I mean, this kid, they say kid, he's 40, you know, uh, you're, you're looking at him, dad. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because he is. And if he's not a role to he's definitely to me. He's almost young enough. I could have started out as a teenage dad and been his father. And uh, I kind of look at him that way. Right. And, and, and I just, I look at him and I look at where this kid didn't, didn't start out uh, at the 50 yard line. This kid started with this person, this man, human started out with some struggles in life. And, and, and he's just bulldozed right through those issues. And I'm sure if you look back at it, you talk to him, uh, that bulldozer started out as a marble. I mean, he was barely pushing through, got probably a lot of pushback. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's a fighter, literally a boxer, you know. Um, I'll take you, Jen, I'll take you. Uh, but I'm going to cheap shot you and I'm going to run. <laughs> Simple as that. But, he, you know, he's he's had to push through things to get where he's at. It wasn't a clear road. And that's what I love about him. And he and he shares it. He's so old about this. And, and, and this plays right into what my friend Ben here shared and got me so I, I am dead serious. I am probably – this is probably one of the, the top ten of one of the podcasts that I'm most excited about right now. Two reasons why. Damn truth, and nobody likes to talk about their weaknesses, and a new friend shared it and got me amped up about it. You know, And him and I share something. We, we share something more that a lot of you won't understand, but we'll get into that another time. So I've spoken endlessly about how important it is for business owners – to be your success is 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 your your state of mind, state of mind. You know, is um my state of mind's been all over the place the last uh you know the last really this year. You know, uh, you guys are here. My brother's going through major major surgery uh, tomorrow night uh, into Friday. I've got a dog that's kind of suffering a little bit. I think he's okay right now. You know, 14 pounds of food last night, so it seems like he's okay. Um, but, you know, I, I take things personal. I think a lot of people do, and I put a lot of weight on myself. And I know a gentleman to to my right, Carlos, you need to know about this. Um, you know, we friends, we're newer friends. We're not lifelong friends. Matter of fact, we grew up in different countries, um, but we're in the same industry. We vacation together now. Um, he says I tried to kill him. See, I did not try to kill him. We just made a wrong turn. That's all it was. But did you die? No, you didn't. Did you bleed? No, you didn't. You made it through. No, it all kidding is that I know he holds things very close to him and, and overburdens himself with self-mental abuse. So many of us do. I, I look at a young lady right now. I know she does because I can feel it. I can feel it. And so we're going to talk about this because not about this isn't about mental health. This is about mental strength. This is keeping the bullshit out of your life and out of your brain is because you, you're being, so you're so young. I don't care. I don't care if you're 20, nothing or 80, nothing. You know, this class was the first and probably the last to ever meet my father this week. And 85 years, um, you know, he's pretty mentally, any, there's no challenges to him mentally at all. I mean, he is with it. You know, I hope I I hope I follow that direction DNA wise because last night we're sitting down there and it's a very serious time with my brother and and he's just cutting it up and he's talking about all his dreams and it's so cool to be 85 and the dude's still building dreams. So it doesn't mean matter if you're 24 or 84 because you've got to have this outlook. Now his brother, my uncle, worked a traditional job and retired. And look at the two. They're only 18 months apart in age. Two different people. One is kept engaged and active mentally and has worked that big brain muscle. And one didn't. And it's so evident. Nothing wrong with him, but it's two different distinct people that you can see. One is kept dreaming, visioning, planning. You know, the other hasn't. The other is planning for death. 
And there's a lot of 24-year-olds that are already there. Their life, unless they take a change at 20-something years old, isn't very promising because they just don't have any vision. They're not living their dreams, and they've locked themselves down to some doom. Say it. So most entrepreneurs have one major commonality, and I really believe it's why so many businesses fail straight out. You fill up your mental space. You fill up your mental space with important items or damaging items. What is it? Got a choice. You're going to fill it up. I learned, and I can tell by, by looking at this man's eyes, he has learned to him, Benjamin's learned what is damaging to him and in, in, in what is healthy for him. That is, that is so important for us to learn. And you, and maybe your therapist, are the only ones that can really take and determine what what that is. Now, therapist, I didn't mean that as a slam. I'm, I'm telling you, having a good person to talk at different stages of my life, I've had to go do that, you know? And, and it wasn't a weakness. Most men, especially men, and a lot of tough women these days, see as a weakness. Listen, man, you know, you go to, and you have your computer worked on, or you have to have a website, a really advanced website. They're going to write it in code. They understand that code, but every once in a while, if they just put the one wrong indicator of code in there, it screws the whole thing up. Hmm. It's a, it takes a specialist, somebody that knows, to look at that code and say, oh, hold on, we got to untangle that code. Here's where the mistake was. Somebody can help you do that. And I'm not going to tell you only when you have problems is the right person, just being around them, your influences can actually help you from tangling things up. First thing I don't listen to is people that aren't entrepreneurs. If they work for somebody and get a paycheck every week, now their knowledge base around things might be good. They might be a, a, a CFO, you know, in charge of a big company or a small company, a medium company, financials. They might be able to teach you something about financials, but entrepreneurship, I'm sorry. So I, again, your brain has got about eight different compartments, four on each side. You, you've got to take and accept an incoming information the same way from other people. What's this person's specialty and what's their angle? I will tell you this from my experience, not, not everybody. When somebody starts lecturing you that they're not in business for themselves, first thing I ask them is, have you ever been in business? Oh, yeah, I owned a business for two years. What happened to it? I shut it down. You mean you mean it failed? Is that is that the truth? Because you quit. No, I didn't quit. Well, why aren't you still in business? Well, I had other opportunities. So you quit. Now, not everybody. I'm going to tell you. You know, I had a couple little startups that I kind of, when I was young, when I was really I still had a teen in my name, my name, I thought all these different things, and. I, I would let those businesses fade out, right? I wasn't making enough money. Um, one of the funniest ones we did, we owned a window tinting company. I started up a division that cleaned windows because all my customers had a common. All my flat glass customers, residential, commercial, they had windows that needed to be cleaned. And they were constantly asking me, hey, do you know a good window washer? Ah, yeah, let me find one. And then one day I went, well, hold on. We do window tinting. I got all the tools. Why don't I train my entry-level guys in that. And if they stick around and they're good at cleaning windows, I can train them to, to do flat glass window tinting. Bing. It was a good-sized division of our company. We're bringing in, you know, six-figure values way, you know, mid-six-figure, mid like quarter million dollars a year from window washing. And I didn't – I started out and learned how to do it quick so I could train my main guy. So I brought one of my window tinners in. I said, hey, I'm going to take and train you to be, you're going to run it. Well, hold on. I like doing the tinning. Well, here's what I'm going to pay. Oh, yeah. I, I like cleaning windows. <laughs> I love cleaning windows. So let's clean a bunch of windows. And that just took off its own direction. Those are the kind of things that you're going to take and block out if you've got the, the wrong things going and you're packing your brain with useless stuff. So let's jump into this a little more. Um, what eats up valuable mental value? Before I jump into this, controlling your mental space takes incredible, incredible 
incredible efforts. Incredible. Now, one of the things I can tell you is that my mental status is depleted when I start reading and learning. I'm going to set this aside right now. I set aside every day, every single day to learn. Seven days a week, I read. Seven days, and not, not CNN News, not 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 matter of fact i stay there's a section in here i stay away from the news i read i have one source that's very neutral and i look through and i want to know what's going on in the world country state and locally that's it and it's five minutes now i read about 20 to 20 minutes 20 to 60 minutes every day the news takes five minutes why because somewhere in there there's 30 seconds of good news and the rest of it's bs but it does i want want to keep informed but i'm very select where i get that if anybody wants to know off podcast send me a message and i'll i'll share it with you what what, what my one source is i don't want to get into it here so so what, what eats this up a good friend of ours last week chris was with us your week before we met a good friend of ours dick dick is 99 and a half years old and he th- flew 35 missions in a b-17 bomber o- over germany okay survived 35 missions now when he first got, he was a young pilot, young young captain. When he first got there, there's there's over almost sixty percent death rate. Sixty percent of the planes that were launched didn't come home. And as he got into closer to the missions, their success rate there, we were we were beating beating our enemies. And so they jumped at twenty five missions, which meant that if you were fortunate, blessed, lucky, whatever you want to call to last 25 missions, you went home. Well, you got about 10 missions in and they switched that 25 missions to 30 because the survival rate went all the way up to like 49%. They're only losing 49% of his friends. So they jumped it up to 30 and they're losing pilots. They were running out of pilots. They're bringing older pilots in. Um, my grandpa was re- re- brought in the, into World War II at the age of 33. Pretty pretty old to to go into the military for the first time and, and go into battle, right? But it was a different world, a different time. Dick, at, at mission, I think, 20, they moved it to 35. And last week, he shared with us, I asked him this, did you control the fear? And he says, interesting. He says, my, my first mission, they, the anti-aircraft, there's 88s. That was the rounds that would go up and, and, and blow up and try to Shrap metal, basically, just pieces. It would send huge chunks of metal into the airplane. Sometimes blow it up right on contact. It hit it, it just blow it into, and down he went. And he says, "My first mission, an 88 blew up about 50 feet in front of the nose." And he says, "Man, as close as you can get without, it, it, without peppering everybody in the plane with shrap metal, killing them, and down you go." And he says, "I was out of my mind, scared. I'm like, oh my god." So he says, "You know, we got down. I've got my whole crew. They're relying on me." I'm the boss at three years younger than you. And he says, I got off. He says, one of our colonels showed me. He says, listen, shared with me. You can't, you can't, don't fear what you can't control. You've just got to face it. But here's the other thing. He says, you just told me that, thank God, one more second I would have been blown up. Thank goodness you were one second late. Don't look at the negative. Always in every situation, turn out the positive. And about that time, he bought a, brought a piece of scrap metal that he carries, carried in his pocket in a little envelope his entire life. And he pulled it out, and it was a piece of metal. I'll post the picture. It's about this big. And he tells the story. He says, his turret gunner says, man, sir, that was, that was close. It was embedded in the armor behind him. It's, it's meant to, to protect the pilot, and it, it did protect it. And Dick goes, yeah, one, one or two more inches, it would have had it. And he goes, the, 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 the gunner says, man, he's, that thing had your name on it. Thank God they spelt your name wrong. You know, it was that close to death, inches away, and it would hit him. And he says, my positive outlook every time, every time a shell would go off. And he says, as we got closer to Berlin, the shells got bigger. They started throwing up over 100-millimeter shells at us to try to knock us out of the air. And, and he goes, and I said, well, 35 missions. I said, what was the survival rate? And he goes, oh, it went way up. Like, like we only lost 44% of the pilots or the, the crews at that time. 
That means 100 planes launch. 44 didn't come home. Put that in perspective for a second. Is your day going to be that challenging? And if that man and those crews from all walks of life can figure out how to control fear and control what's going in and out of this, is you can too. Because you're not having pieces of lead lobbed at you every day. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. So let's look at the positives. Dick's story, I love it. He's an amazing man. Self-happiness. You've got to have self-happiness. What I mean by that is, is you look around and everybody's smiling. And most people, when they're smiling, is they're smiling on the outside. They're not smiling on the inside. A lot of people really suffer. Self-worth. Be comfortable with who you are and what you do. There was a time when I got into detailing. Detailing was was a pathetic career. I mean, my family made fun of me. My friends definitely made fun of me. And uh, now they don't. I, I do. I honestly do. Especially my whole career, about two years into to relaunching into detailing, I became really happy. And I, I, I started seeing. And it wasn't just the money. It was the fact that I did something I really loved. And I was... I was I was paying my bills, doing what I love. There's days, it doesn't mean there's days I want to come in and just say, oh, screw this, I'm stressed, right? Those days happen. It's okay, blow that steam off, let that steam valve go, and then come back and look at the positives. Turn it around as quickly as you can. Uh, Self-worth, self-respect. Do you respect yourself? Really do. What will it take to respect yourself? What's missing that you don't? And is that coming from other people? Because if it is, I'll tell you, if you have a job and you die, or if you have a friendship and you die, unless it's immediate, we, we see it. I've got, I'm tapped out on friends on Facebook. Every day I go and give condolences on Facebook. That's the sad side of, of having that many friends. People, I, most of them I've never even met, but they lost somebody. They lost a good friend of mine. Lost his dog, you know, a day ago. And it broke my heart to read that this morning. You know, yeah, I'm giving condolences. All of us are having, we're all facing our struggles. But most people on Facebook, out of those, out of those 5,000 people I'm friends with, 4,990 of them will be over my death the next day. They won't think of it again. There's going to be 10 people on that list that are devastated. So why are we making any space for those, those, those other 4,990? doesn't mean they're bad people. It just means people move on. If you, if, if you die, if you've got a regular job and you die, they've got to help learn it out or they're looking for your replacement that day. They've got to have some seat. Now, they may be upset. They may be they may be devastated. And there's going to be a bigger pool of those five thousand people that are upset and shed a tear. But it's going to be the average, the average friend takes and is really upset about a death for three days. 72 hours. And you want to argue with me? I'll tell you, let's sit down. I'll share some death stories with you. Because the only person that probably has seen more is a coroner, uh, and an active duty paramedic, you know, firefighter, maybe. Maybe a cop, but I'm not sure. I don't. I'd probably argue with that one. You know, uh, I've seen a lot of it, and I've witnessed it, and I've seen I've seen the healing process, and I've seen the realities of humans and what they are. Love yourself. I had Ricardo out of Utah ask me that question this last November. Do you do you love yourself? And you know what's sad? I, I said, let me get back to you. You no, know, nobody uh, ever asked. Go ahead. Real quick, jumping in here, you know, related to this one, love yourself. And, you know, you just touched on self-respect, too. Uh, Ian Rammelkamp jumped in. He shared a quote from Bruce Lee that I'm going to put up on the screen real quick, and I'll read it for everybody. Um, it says, uh, don't speak negatively about yourself, even as a joke. Your body doesn't know the difference. Words are energy, and they cast spells. That's why it's called spelling. Change the way you speak about yourself, and you can change your life. God, is that and that's ironic, man. Dude, this works. We just watched this a, a series, or not a series, a, 
a program about the life of Bruce Lee last night. My daughter and I was sitting there and as I, I was working on this and, and working, I was listening to it and it was like, wow, this dude was so before his time, you know? Um, Ian, that's why, that's why I just dig in is that he gets this stuff. Um, so, you know, again, if, if don't tell your sister anything, I love that. If you say negative, what you put in is going to come out. I'm telling you right now, you know, it's going to come out and, and you can see it. All people I didn't understand when I was younger, I'd hear Oprah talk about it, you know, is envision it and I go do it. I was like, man, that's hocus pocus stuff, right? Nope. It's not. You look at a woman that went and made stuff happen, you know? I mean, she was just decades before her time, decades before her time. And it's is a lot. And I'm sure if you got into her head and really sit down for a chat where nobody else was listening and nobody was going to print it out and nobody else, those struggles that she had to face, those mental challenges, taking it, getting it, emptying that, that, that mental space out when she got junk in there was pretty real, you know, but she learned how to do it. There's the difference between Oprah and the rest of us is she learned when that mental space started getting too much garbage in it or recyclables is she'd empty the she'd empty the can she'd get rid of it and and i'm getting better at it but dang why did it have to take this long you know um love for souls what's that mean it means the people in your life the animals in your life your dog your cat your horse your fish your bird all these different things Souls will change your life. Your wife, your your husband, your spouse, your significant other, your children, you know, your neighbors, your 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 friends, your colleagues, all these different levels of appreciation and love. One of the things that I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you that maybe is a weakness in me. I'm not sure. I'd love to have your guys' feedback over the long haul. Really bothers me right now that people are so open to saying. I love you to people they don't know. I don't see that as a compliment because right now our society is really messed up. Are they just saying it? Or do they mean it? Because Survivor, you watch the, the, the series Survivor, you know, the game show. And at the end, they've been together for whatever days, 39 days, whatever the hell it is. And then, love you, you just met that person. You know? And I think Tom Cruise in that, when he did a, when he did a piece for the, for Maverick when it came out, is he's with that that late night show that, that show host. The guy goes, they're going to sleep, they're camping out in a tent, and the guy goes, love you, lo love you, love you, Tom. And it, it goes, it gets silent for a second, and he goes, you're. That's all he said because he wouldn't say. So I wonder if he feels that same way. I think it's, I think I love you. Is love means something. Now I admire people. And I really care for people, but man, that love pocket, you know, again, you only have so much, you know, here's the other thing is the people that you truly love, you got to go to combat for, you got to go to war with, you've got to go, you've, and, and if you've got too much of that in there, who are you going, who are you fight, who are you fighting with everybody? Whew, you're going to be worn out. You know, you're going to be worn out is that you've got to be kind of protective over who your tribe is. You know, you can have a, a big tribe, but our circle tribe's got to be a little, a little smaller, you know. And it's got to start with you, because if if you're not mentally there, your love and appreciation for others isn't at its greatest value that it can be. Good health, I'll tell you. You want to see? I've had I've struggled for the last probably twenty years, but for the last three years, really tough struggle with my thyroid. It's not life threatening. Just changed my life. I can't imagine. You know, I had a chunk of care taken out of my leg. Scary time. Never got into my blood. Thank God. Well, I'll tell you what. I go down three every three three months and have my body scanned again to make sure there's nothing on me or in me. You know, your good health. You want to see life change. Have, have a health challenge. My brother's facing that right now. My dog's facing it. Gratification. This is a huge one. This is one that I struggle with. I'm so grateful for other people in my life. I'm not grateful for myself. And I'm not grateful sometimes for the, the, the blessings that I've been, I've, been, I've been given and I've earned. Some of them are given. Some of the blessings I really believe are given. 
I think we're given opportunities sometimes that maybe other people didn't see or didn't have the, the nerve to take, and I took them. That, cre that credit's on me, but the rest of it, that credit to somebody else. You know, my higher power, I give, I give a lot of credit to. Uh, a satisfied mind. Johnny Cash has a, a song. I dare you to go listen to that song, A Satisfied Mind, because he talks. He's up in age when, he's, when, he, when he made the song. And he talks about you can have all the money in the world, but is your mind satisfied? Is your mind at peace? That, that is a, that's probably one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is having a mind at peace. You know, I tell people my mind's controlled chaos. My marriage is controlled chaos. My business is controlled chaos because that's how I live. That's how I live life. You know, I, I go pretty hard, right? And I, I probably would die a young death if I didn't. I, I drive the same way, controlled chaos, you know? Um, negatives. I really want to, and I want to, want to take and tie this back here in a second. Stress and worry. Most of it, 90% of it is useless. Again, Figure out what you can control. If it's uncontrollable, deal with the best you can and realize there's nothing more you can do. If it is truly un beyond your control of what's going on, if you wrap your head around the axle and get all twisted up, you're going to be a mess. You have got to be able to realize what you can control and what you can't. And mainly what I'm talking about here is other people's actions, statements comments, post, which we'll get in here in, a, in, a, in another second, a whole, a whole nether thing. Negative thoughts. Man, Ian just put it up there. Get that stuff out of your brain. Now, control your ego, though, too. Hey, I'm the best. You know, you know one of the men I really, really appreciate is, is well, two people, Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee. Both, did they have egos? It was controlled chaos. I mean, Muhammad Ali would get into people's minds. You know, I mean, that dude just was, he was a, he was a wordsmith, a poet, you know? You look at Bruce Lee, you know, the way he fought, his positioning, his posturing, everything about him. Those men were very, very, uh, but were they, or were they, were they playing on that? I think they were playing a lot of it. I think a lot of them was the showmanship of why we know their names, and we're talking about them after they died. Is that do you know who Muhammad Ali is? Do you know who Bruce Bruce Lee is? Both gone. Bruce Lee, well be born. I got a young guy I'm talking to. But how cool is that? Is that these 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 men were strong enough before their times and they put it out there. Always remember too what you see on the screen, and I mean social media and everything else, necessarily isn't that person. There's a little bit of a showmanship going on with the best of the best, even within our industry. Even within the, the most simplest of industries in the world, the, the top rated in those industries are putting on some kind of show, I guarantee you. You're not seeing the actual person because they're that good. They can turn a switch. They've learned that. Some young. Look at Muhammad Ali. He got better and better at it. He just he got better and better. Even as, as he aged, he was just so good at it. Is other people's opinions of us and or our business. Again, it's sometimes you got to cry over $100 bills when people make fun of your just detailing. You know, they're enslaved. Remember that. If they have a job or if they have a bigger business, don't envy whatever people have. Don't want what other people have. Build what you want. If you want more, build more. Realize this, that more people, unless you see it firsthand, what people have probably isn't what people truly have. Now, you go to customers. The other biggest worry was, especially when I was young, is I'd work on these collections, these cars, these people. I'd go to a house, and the man or woman is five years older than me and has got this mansion and the garage filled with toys. And it was real hard at times to not be envious. I was like, damn, man. You know what I did? I stopped doing that and said, did you do this? I learned from them. You got a opportunity. Talk to him. Just ask him one question. What do you do? What kind of work do you do? Mind tell me. That's it on that visit. Next time you see him, you know what? If I can ask you, what what one piece of advice would you give me today? One, just one little one. Two sentences. Be great. I'll take anything you can give me. Don't use up their time. 
But a lot of times what they'll do, they'll spend 15 minutes coaching you. Whoo! Valuable. That is valuable. Um, useless task. Benjamin, I got this from him. Is you cannot, cannot put useless task into your brain. And it goes right into wasteful time. Okay? It goes right into overanalyzing. How many times do we get paralysis by analysis? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? I ask myself three times. Should I do this? If the answer is yes, I go. Should I do if I, if the answer is no, I ask myself again. And then I ask myself again. Three times max. And the answer is going to be yes or no. I've learned that. Three strikes, one way or the other. It's either for or against. Now sometimes it backfires. Some things I said, nope, not good. shit, should have moved. You know, that's okay. I'm 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 dislodging all the useless stuff out of here. I only have so much room in here, right? Assuming. Assumptions are the enemy. Assumptions will absolutely okay. I'm gonna share a true story. I don't think I've ever shared. We're on a mission and we're looking for somebody. Chances of survival on this was low. Okay. My attitude was right off the bat. Now I'm team lead. I'm leading these these professionals. We're out in the field. We're going for them, right? My mind, they're dead. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'll own it now. I went at about 80%. They're dead. I'm not going to get anybody killed. I'm not going to get anybody hurt. This dude is dead until we found him alive. I have never gone on a mission again, ever, with that stinking thinking. I could have killed somebody, a good, a good man with a good heart, and a will to survive, and I shot his chances of survival down. Shame on me. I was assuming. I didn't let him beat the odds. I was assuming. And I've never made that mistake again because I'm ashamed of myself to this day. Thank God he didn't die. Thank God my, that my, my 80% didn't cost him something. It cost him some discomfort, and immediately I owned it with him. Owned it with him. And you know what he said to me? He looked at me and said, okay, because I thought I was dead too. You know? And I was like, oh, God, thank God. Uh, the news channels, get rid of them. I'm seriously, man, if you struggle, if you're building a business, you need to look at the financial world, kind of track that. You need to be real selective. Don't get, you can get into this whole Democrat, Republican, independent thing, and it, good for you, but I'm, I'm telling you what, I don't have time for it. I, I, I got, I'm building a life. I know how I vote. I don't care who votes. I don't care what you think about the person I vote for. I really don't. I, and matter of fact, it's none of your business. Uh, and it's none of my business. And who'd you vote for? I don't care. I, I, I don't ask anybody that. I don't want to ask anybody that. I want to assume. I like kind of assume. I wonder how they vote. You know, I'll, I'll do that. And if you talk to them for 15 minutes, I guarantee you that you're probably 80% right on your hunch. Okay? Uh, now, does it don't also, just because a person way, don't put them in a category that they're categorized in. Don't do that. And then social media, man, I'll tell you, cool. You get locked into that, that cesspool right there, it's turned into that. I, I believe it or not, I love TikTok. reason why I like to laugh, I, I, I love watching her talk about birds. I like watching animals on TikTok, man. It's funny. Some of the stuff, you know, it's just, it's funnier than heck. We were, um, yeah, you just, it's, it's, we're crack up. I want stuff that's going to bring joy to my life. Don't fill that with anger or, Frustration, again, control it. You know what is amazing is the medicine laughing is. I, I like to put those good memories in. I have never had a laugh that made me cry ever become an issue. It's a great memory that I keep coming back on over and over. So priorities within your space management. This is really important. When you're telling yourself you're stressed out, you need to take action right then and there. If you already feel stressed, don't keep adding to the bonfire. Don't put another piece of wood on there. Because what's going to happen is you're going to go from a kindling, just a little tiny starter fire, to a bonfire instantly, really quickly. And believe it or not, that five years. Five years goes by really fast when you're being productive. It really does. And before you know it, you're damaged. And I got, I got, I don't think so, but there is parts of me that damaged part of my mental capacity is not going to be totally healed. It's changed. Now, I've learned to control it, but it's 
practice there. And it's do it. That's at any age. Is the biggest thing is they say, oh, young people. Well, I'm 56 years old. You know the difference between – I've been young before. You haven't been old yet. Thank God. Take your time. But I'm going to tell you right now, 24 years old or 56 years old, you can damage yourself just as easy at 24 as you can at 56. Problem is, I will tell you, when you continue to do it, the longer you do it. Now, I got off that train. I go back into it every once in a while. Every once in a while, I enter it. But, boy, now I'm off of there. I jump, I bail ship real quick. You've got to be able to realize when you're getting overstressed. Sorry, I got a fly coming around. Don't, this is a quote from my wife, Diane. Don't borrow trouble. What's that mean? She said since the day I met her, oh, my God, I wonder what's going to happen with this car. Don't borrow trouble. Let's worry about that when something happens. In the car. Is that cool? And it stops me in my tracks every time she says that. There's a part of me that's like, I hate you. Something so simple can just stop me. Don't borrow trouble. Multitasking. I'm just going to tell you this. Look it up on Forbes. Say, is, is multitasking bad? Forbes. Great article. Multitasking is one of the biggest lies ever sold to people in their lives, especially males. Females, you don't do it much better. What happens is when you have all these things going, again, stuff in your brain, you're not good at it. You overload. I work on one task at a time. Now, I've got back stuff that I'm looking at. That task is on it. Multitasking can actually, I believe, damage you more than it can help you. People are going to argue with that. And again, this is where it comes in where you, if you own a company, is you, you take and you divert some of your, your tasks and task other Trust them. They can get it done. Matter of fact, they do it better than you. Or as good as you. Or at 90% of you. I'll take 90% of me. You also got to realize this. Stop stressing yourself. Nobody is going to do it your way 100%. Nobody's you. First off, my drive would kill the average man. Most of us sitting on this call right now, self-employed, we're the A-types. We just, we just witnessed this at Air Force One. I told them, you all are like hurting angry cats. And it's not because you're angry, it's your cats. You don't hurt very well. You ever seen somebody hurting a, a group of cats? It's not going to happen. And then they're angry and pissed off. They're going to tear you up, right? Entrepreneurs are strong souls. They're strong individuals. They have to be. But you got to remember, you'll break your weakest, your weakest element and your strongest element are the same thing. It's your brain. You can't misuse it. Choose your influences. This is huge. Is that I look at who I've modeled myself. Because believe me, I, I am my own. Justin Lobato has done a great job of this. I'll use him again as an example. I'd tell Justin, I called him bird dog. Because Justin would come up, hey, yeah. It's okay. I'm going to shoot the duck. You're going to go get it. Okay. And he'd run off into the into the into the pond. The only difference with Justin was I shot. He bring back too. Where the hell did the duck come from? He found it because he put his own spin on it. How cool is that? He's and I've watched him. Justin models himself after. There's I know who he models himself after. He's got partners in another business. Is great at looking like a chameleon. You know they model themselves after what they're on. And their survivability is their camouflage. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in the fact that he is taking and learning what to turn himself into by watching people that he appreciates and has respect for. You're going to have customers. We, we work in one of the industries greatest for that. We have people with disposable cash that have toys that have worked very hard. And even if they're not self-employed, whatever they do for another company, they're a special. They're a specialist. You can learn that little segment from them. We have that exposure almost every single day. Repeat customers are the most valuable because they're coming back to you, meaning they have even more disposable cash, and you have an opportunity to build a relationship with them, and you can get a little input if you ask nicely and you respect their time. It's huge. Mold yourself. Keep molding yourself. Keep shaping yourself. What is holding me back? What mentally is holding me back? Why can I not get to this? Is it your self-value? Is it yourself the way you look at yourself in the mirror? 
Is it the way that you, you want a, a more, more education? What is it? It could be a, a multitude of things. And then have strong mental discipline. This is really, really tough for me. One of my hardest things to do, it's a one, it's one word. Let's say no. I, I had an opportunity uh, yesterday, and a, and a good friend of mine got a hold of me, and he says, hey, I need you down in, in such and such country. How soon can you go? And I said, next year. I had to say no. I've had a busy year. I'm not going to take away from my family and myself the rest of this year. We've got a busy year ahead. I'm not going to cram. I'm not going to stuff. Just not. And I said, and, and you know what? I'm sure his answer was he wanted to, you know, hey, I'll be down there next, you know, I'll be there next next month. And he goes, okay, well, he says, uh, I said, send, a, send an email to Bob and I, and we'll work on second quarter of 2023. He goes, can we do it in the first quarter? I said, nope, mobile text there. So we're going to have to do the second quarter. He goes, okay, cool. Let me know what month works. So it went from urgent need you now to, okay, well, we'll do it in nine months. What's that tell you? People want you. They're going to have to wait a little bit. And if, you're, if you've got your reputation, that's the hardest thing to build up, your reputation. They'll wait. And if they can't, you've got to take, and we're going to get to a really important part in a second. You've got to make your priorities right. Okay? And then putting, putting the big rocks in first. I want, there's a video on this. I want you guys to take and search this out, putting the big rocks in first. It's been around for probably two or three decades. It is critical to prioritize what goes in your jar and place the important things, the big rocks, in first. If you allow the distractions and unimportant tasks to control your time, you're placing in the pebbles and the sand into the jar first, leaving no space for the big rocks in your life. A lot of us are so mentally broke down that in our tank is pure water. It's overfilling. And it's not of a lot of value. Then try to take and put the big rocks in after we fill that up. What happens is it's overflowing. It's a mess. It's everywhere. Listen, without the rocks, what we have to learn to do, and the sooner you can learn this, I don't care if you're 15 years old learning and hearing, listening to this, or 85 years old and listening to this, is take and take your jar and rearrange it right now. Put your big rocks in. What's your rocks? Your health. Your, your, your physical health, your mental health, and your happiness. Yours. You might say, well, I'm a dad. i got to watch out for my kids at first. I'll tell you right now, as a, as, as, a, as a man that raised four kids, is if you're not happy, nobody's happy. You've got to bring happiness in. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to go on a, uh, on a uh, mental journey and go to Tahiti and use my family's life, life, life savings to go find myself. I'm not talking about that bullshit. I'm talking about that you've got to find happiness and, 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 and make sure. And I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the money. And there's never, I've said this a hundred times on this podcast, I have never watched a person except for one time. One time I had one person talk about his, his things before his death. At the end, when he was, it was obvious that he was going to take and most likely not make it, that flipped, and I believe it flipped for the first time in his life, and it's sad that I was the last one he admitted it to. So with that, Benjamin, thank you for this topic. I think it's a heartfelt one. Again, some people are going, man, I'm checking that out. Good. But for those that this, this meant something, thank you for listening. Um, you know, put those big rocks in first. Don't pour all the water in and then try to fit everything else in. You've got to prioritize your health, your well-being, those you love, the souls in your life. Those are all the things that count. And I'll leave you with this. When you take and manage the big rocks in your life and you start sprinkling the sand, which is your business, you in there and the pebbles and everything else, you'll be endlessly happy. And your success and your potential for earning money will increase dramatically. This whole overworking thing is you got to work hard. You also got to make time for everything in life that counts because when it comes down to it, life's short, it's very short. 
And your window of opportunity from, for setting up your, your strong mental health is very small. You can damage yourself very quickly. Unlike an accident, people that get in a car wreck, a tragic car wreck, most of the time the body will recover. The mind has a harder time recovering. The brain's not totally, totally understood. Out of all the modern medicine and computers, we can take and put fake bones in, fake limbs that work, trying to grow ears now out of a, you know, in a laboratory. Uh, they've got their enhancing sight now in new ways. Doing all these, they got new teeth in a day. You heard of those commercials. But yet, we don't understand the and how sensitive it is and how to fix it. So, moral of the story is realize when you're damaging it, try not to damage it. And when you do, start doing the things that are important, put those big rocks in. Chris, you got anything to add? Uh, nothing other than, you know, the, the rock thing reminded me. It's like what they tell you on the airplane. Uh, always put on the oxygen mask first before you help somebody else get theirs on. You know, that way you can continue to be there to help people. Yeah, right. It's uh, that's exactly it. I'm just looking through and making sure we've got. Uh, right on, Mike. Cool. Started a new website. Just signed up for the PNL. Oh, no. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Chris, <laughs> good morning, man. Uni. Yeah, we got him for the week. Uh, Good morning, Tom. Yep, we got the hitman. Hey, Tom, how you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, I'm going to take – I'm putting – oh, my gosh, skins. I'm addicted. I'm addicted, Tom. Your skins are badass. Um, all right, guys. Hey, uh, have a great – I hope this helped. Again, we love to hear if this made an impact, send me over an email, Rennie at DetailingSuccess.com. What I'm going to do is forward everything I get to Benjamin because I want him to see the impact he made and I guarantee you he didn't count on this this week. But here's the point, is he's here to learn from me, and I learn from him. I'm going to take something away from – I've taken something away from this young lady big time since the day I met you. Is your outgoing personality and your way that you communicate with people, your connectability with people is amazing. And last night I came in. And the first words out of Diane's mouth was Angela. And your ability with people and your warmth with people is, is life-changing. It's an influence. Okay? And you, you two are – he's already impacted my life because I almost killed him. But, you know, you two, I mean, you're again, you're staying, staying there and your drive for being so young. Some people just don't have what you've got. Old people don't have what you've got. You got something really special. This guy had to take you lives down. We we well, we grew up more special because we both grew up in how would you say I don't want to call it what it is, but challenging. Or restore to each other. And um, you know, he had a he had a situation where he had to drive all the way back down. It's about a little over an hour away, and then drive right back up that night. And so his sense of, of, of dedication is pretty amazing. So hey, go out have a blessed day, everybody. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know how you like today and if it made a difference. Chris. We'll hey, see you up here tomorrow. Real, yeah, I'll be up there tomorrow. And real quick, for next week, uh, we're going to have Megan from AutoGeek on with us. Ooh, you talk about a powerful person. You talk about a person that's about people. This 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 woman is his friend, his powerhouse in the industry. She has got her persona. She's, she's one. I've watched Megan mold herself. I've watched her not change, but define. It's like, it's like a bodybuilder. You see somebody that starts out young and they start lifting, and and all of a sudden they got more definition and more definition. If she's done that same thing in her career, she's really gotten so defined. So that's going to be a fun one. All right, yep. guys. And uh, Ian, thanks for your input, buddy. It's always a joy. We're going to get you on here soon. Is he scheduled yet, Chris? We got to get him scheduled in. Not yet, but he will be. You know what? We got to take and That will be a two-hour conversation because that dude's deep. He is deep. So, all right, all. Have a blessed day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.